Welcome to another episode of Palm Wine Central Podcast. Peep, 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 peep. Hey. Um, <laughs> hey um, yeah, I'm, one of, I'm one of the guys, um, Uncle AK. Um, with you, I got my guy, Sir Hans. Aziz. Sir Hans in the building. Uh, Danny Blue. Dan Gassasso. And Josh, AKA Approver, Mr. Approve. What up, we people? What up, people? What's up, what's up, what's up, man? Why your energy just so low, man? What's going on, man? Man, you know, it's hot. <laughs> Yo, no lighter, that boy's dying. <laughs> no lighter, that's a very good reason. This guy says it's hot. But listen, man, I wanted to start it. I, I want to start this episode like this. Oh, wait, before we even start, listen, man. <laughs> Y'all go subscribe to Pound Wine Central. If you not subscribe, if this is your first time, welcome, welcome. This is a very safe space, you know, for five black young men. Subscribe, like, favorite, do all that. We talking Radar. and stuff, you know. We talking, we talking. Uh, we we are out here talking, you know, um, to learn and also to educate. Those were the words I was looking for to learn and educate. So you know, I mean, don't hold us to some things we gonna say, you know. But educate us if we're wrong. And also to take what we're saying to you know high regards, especially some stuff from Star Hands, Aziz, Dan, Josh, and myself as well. <laughs> but anyways, guys, I gotta ask you guys this. Listen, if you could choose any person from history to be your imaginary friend, who would it be and why? Hmm. Uh, to, to be an imaginary friend? Yeah. To be a imaginary friend, who would it be and why? Man. That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to like my answer. Hey, man, go ahead, man. Drop uh, it, drop it. Come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, let's go. To let's me, it would be Hitler. It would be Hitler. <laughs> why? why did I think of why? that? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? That's interesting. Because <laughs> I just be honest. It was down to wild. No, 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 I'm just saying. I just say I think he was probably one of the greatest leaders. Now that that doesn't mean what he did was right, but I'm just saying as far as being. Are you serious? No, no, no. I'm let him explain. Let him explain. About that nigga. Let him explain. Let him explain. Look, I told you you're not gonna like it. I know you're not gonna like it, but I'm not because. There's no way you're gonna convince people to do that kind of shit, that kind of fuckery for so long, and stay in power for so long, and then just poof disappear if you're not a great leader. Now, what I would, why I would like to learn something from him is just so I can, I can use it for good, because there's there's things that he used that that a good leader has that I would like to use for my life. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say that was like left field, man. That's out of field. Yeah. Yeah. But like, for for real, I would like to like kind of pick a brain of like the Roman Empire, you know, Julius Caesar type of stuff. Like, I like to understand how one person just woke up in the morning and said, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to take it all and do it. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, none of of y'all thought that was weird. (laughs) 
We had to do the same one for that. That was y'all thought that was you was weird, you know. I'm just saying, dude, it's interesting. You gotta like to understand the brain, a person's brain, like what goes on in their head when they sit down and make a plan like that and make it happen. Hey Josh, I think you know, are a little closer. You know, it's a little closer. So probably hits him a little bit different. Than the other one. <laughs> I mean, you know, like honestly, the Great Warriors were always something that I was always interested in. Mm. Mm. For me, I think I want to sit down with somebody like uh, a Nelson Mandela, right, and understand um, first After things jail, first. Though. Yo, like. Yeah, of, of course, you know, understand like <laughs> how, 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 <laughs> how, how much love can you have for humanity, right? To be jailed for that long, you know, mistreated and you still came out with so much compassion, so much love for the country, right? And became a president and, you know, still um, ruled without any hate, man. You know what I mean? Like just understand from a humane, like humanity standpoint, bro, like how, bro? Cause me, oh, come on, man. Bro, my gun's blazing. Oh, it was you, cacao! Like, it was you, cacao! Like, ready to shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it was me, bro. I just want to understand, bro, like, you know, and yeah, just find, like, just, just understand, like, that compassion side. Yeah. Mm. That is true. I, I wouldn't want to say him, but I wouldn't say him, but then again, it's like, I'm not going to give my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, moving on. <laughs> that, that, one, that one would have definitely fired up sometime. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yo, Josh, man. You gotta take that back. Like, you gotta take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know, I'm not going to get flamed for it. That's, that's, that's a guarantee. But it's just, I don't know. I, I, I really do think it takes a lot. You know, it takes, like, it takes a lot for you to convince the people, an entire people, to act a certain way. For you to be, man, the charisma that all this is, is there's something you can learn from that and find a way to use it for good. There really is. Because you can't, you can't say that, that <coughs> I, I don't know, you just because what he did was evil does not make him just like the same way I was saying with the with the with the Roman emperors and all of them. Like the motherfuckers was evil as fuck. You know, so True. why come we don't we don't I mean granted I understand Hitler maybe is a little bit closer to to our time than the Roman emperors, which is why a lot of people can like be like, oh why would you do that? You know. So I, I, and I fully understand, but it doesn't take away from the fact that the man he had a way of doing things that is just like, yo, I, I want to know how you did that shit. How'd you pull that shit off? It's your you opinion, man. That, it's your yeah. opinion. I don't see why it shit don't matter. You know what I mean? It's just your opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's how you want to do That's just that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I was going to say, man, for me, it would probably be two people. Uh, first one would probably be uh, Christ. Because said one, as this one, one. No, this is one. Man. Don't no, cheat. One. It's one of one. It's one of one. So okay. The, so the first one would be Christ. Because um, if you think about it, the effect that he had on society and the fact that people pray in his name, just to meet a person like that, that is 
so blameless, unblemished, would probably be different. And then the second person would be my younger self. I would want to meet, yeah, be talk to my younger me and kind of like prepare him for who I am becoming and what I'm going to encounter. And just kind of remember all the things that we did that got me here. It would be interesting to kind of like have those conversations with a younger version of myself. That's what I think. You cheated there. You're supposed to be warm. <laughs> Yo! But let's be realistic. If you did talk to yourself, the younger you, there wouldn't be a you because you would have changed the path of your life. Oh, maybe. We're going to go down this road now. Right? Maybe. I'm just saying, you know, time has a way of playing. Right. <laughs> so it'll just be like, a, it'll be a one time meeting and then the disease, the, the you know, would just disappear. True. After you're done talking, it just. Phew. <laughs> yeah, okay, what kind, of, what kind of question is this, man? Like, I, I, I don't know if we could only do only one, though. Like, exactly. It's one is. You know what I'm saying? There's so many. We just say the best one, and then you'll explain yourself. I mean, it ain't like, I mean, it ain't like, it ain't like you go meet this niggas anyways. <laughs> feel me like, just pick one, nigga, like shit. <laughs> oh, wait to fuck it up. Okay. How you gonna say you ain't gonna be one? You ain't gonna be one of these man. Just pick one, man. Come on. So we ain't, we ain't gonna meet Christ? Right. Uh, talk, talk to him every day. Listen. <laughs> You know, just, just say the shit already, man. for me, for me too, man. Like it's, it's hard, man. I feel like it's, it's too for me. Christ and um, you know what I mean, and 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 industrious, like um, Andrew Carnegie. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I always say the best way to affect somebody is not by talking about to them. You know what I mean? Is by giving them uh, a job where they could provide for their family. And he was that type of person. Like, he was an industrialist. And he provided jobs. He he, <laughs> he made industries, you know. So it's, it's like those kind of people. Like, I, I'm the type, like, I don't like to just talk to people. Like, I, I, I like to bring hardcore solutions to their problems, you know. So that's just how I look at it, man. I, I can't go around and just be preaching. I like to affect you. I, I can't be preaching to you when your stomach is empty. You gotta have something in there. And you gotta have something that makes you feel good at the end of the day. So that, that's just it for me. But what if you give them the thing so they could feel that way and you preach to them? And then what? <laughs> what if you give them the food to eat and then you preach to them? I mean, Jesus fed 5,000 people, right? And then he turned around and then right. preached to them. Yeah, but I mean, but he gave them the food, right? That's what I'm saying. Right. So you could do both, but as long as what what counts is giving them the food so they can fill it. Uh, so uh, reality versus myth. Uh, what you thought America was before you got here and what it turned out to be when you got here. I would like everybody to kind of like go on with their experience. All I know is, man, I used to watch... Oh, <laughs> I used to watch American movies, bro. I used to see them skyscrapers and shit like that. And I thought, bro, like when I when I get here, that's all I'm gonna see, bro. I got here, I, mean, I said some skyscrapers, but not like the movies, bro. And I was just looking, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. I thought, you know, everybody was gonna be friendly, bro. Like, you know, come through, say what's up, blah, blah, blah. no. 
not this it was not the experience you know that i thought that you know i was gonna get so that difference you know what i mean that's why that's why sometimes you know when you know when yang yang's back home they'll be like yo america america i'm like all right i mean i was going to her you know what i'm saying like i was all about america america but once you get here you're like okay <laughs> Well, <laughs> this is my new reality. You know what I'm saying? I might, you know, I'm, I'm gonna make this work for me, right? So it's not, as you see it, you have to work, bro. Like you literally have to work. It's not the lands of, you know, uh, uh, roses and however you see, but you can make it that way too. So. And for me, to be honest, I didn't have no image in my mind of what I, I thought America would be just because I came here at a young age, but I really didn't have any like preconceived notion of what I should think um, America should be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. How old were you? Man, for me, that's like now. Yeah, damn. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, for me, this is this has always been home. So, um, in terms of myth versus reality. I guess the myth is that um, you get what you wish for, but in reality, you, you get what you work for and what you earn in this country. And uh, nothing is given. And uh, everything <coughs> that you obtain in this life, you're going to work two times as hard for. And the real American dream is the dream that you create for yourself, not the dream that's sold to you. Mm. Yeah, this is always serious with it. Like you, can, like you should see, right? like his voice is legitly his face, bro. Like, I'm not even joking. Bro. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, bro, that's what I said, but not in that serious way, man. But yeah, I think because I literally take myself to a place where I'm like processing and in, in my own subconscious, and I start really thinking about the first time I heard that and what it really meant, and what I thought it meant, and uh. This, when you think about how serious that question really is and how many people really don't understand what they're encountering when they arrive, you start to understand that people really need to be telling people the truth and not selling Facts. visions Facts. and these dreams. But you also know, I mean, you also got to understand that, you know what I mean? You, um, they say you could take a horse to reap what you want, but you can never force it to drink water, right? Like you could tell, like you could tell your yeah, by home, like, yo, this is how it is over here. And they go, nah, fuck that. I want to experience that drone myself. You know what I mean? Like, who, like, America, who doesn't want to come to America, bro? Who doesn't want to come to America? You say, That's oh, you true, come man. here, you're going to suffer this. Bro, <laughs> don't worry. We're going to suffer together. Let me just leave this 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 country, damn it. No, when I come, we're going to suffer together. No, no worries. Okay? But so far, I'm not in this country. What's that a problem? Like, like they say, you know, where's the problem? So, bro, like, I just, you know, I just think that, you know, at this point in time, people just got to experience things for themselves and see what does work for them, you know, because there are people that come here and they're like, yo, you know what, this shit ever me, and they go back home, you know what I mean, and the people that stay and they say, yo, this is my new home. Yeah, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, and foresight is sixty forty, right? Mm. So whatever you don't experience, you're always going to have this vision of it being big, bigger and better than what it really is until you really experience it. But in reality, the reality that you create is the reality that it will be wherever you are. So you can be back home and you can create a reality that is literally everything that you thought it would be and more. If you have that imagination and that determination and, and drive, right? Work ethic. You could be here 
and it could be the same way, just like we see. Nothing but opportunity, but people with nothing but excuses. So, mm. mm. I mean, I, I feel like it's yeah, all about my brother. <laughs> I would, you know, sometimes I agree with you, but sometimes I disagree because it's it's all about like what you know. The information you have helps you become what you want to be, right? And I feel like some people just don't know how to get those information. Or like you said, they just, they are in a position where they feel like they can never get out of it, which is also an excuse. Like nobody is in a one stagnant position. You just, you know, you're comfortable in your misery and you don't really want to move. So the question then becomes to your, to, to, you, to rebut what you just said, who's responsible for your acquisition of information and understanding? That's you. That's true. Exactly. exactly. You're a master of your own destiny. Yep. Anyways, Josh, hit. Huh. <laughs> uh, nah, to me, nah, I was patiently waiting. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. To me, I feel like uh, it was everything I hoped for and everything I didn't. Because... As far as being the land of opportunity and the land of, it's, it's, there's a million opportunities. You can literally want to be whatever you want to be, and there, there is a way for you to get to it. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but there is a way. However, um, you also realize that there's luxuries you had when you were back home, and this is speaking for myself, yeah. that uh, you, you expected would just stay constant throughout that quickly made you realize you're just a spoiled brat that needs to wake the fuck up. And that was that was another part of it. Um, but yeah, other than that, and, and yes, people being entitled and feeling like, you know, they, they, they deserve everything in the world. You know, they, they, they Aziz said something about opportunity and, uh, and nothing but excuses. I don't know what it was exactly, but that's basically what it was for me. Don't worry, nothing to do. Do you think that? Do you think that you could, you could break out of that? Like you could break out of that attitude, the attitude of expecting, or assuming, or being that. Oh my God, your Wi-Fi flew over there, bro. Your flight went flew, flew, flew. Ah. I feel like I feel like we all grow up. We all grow. Up. I, I, I feel I'm like today. I feel like you need to restart no, everything you said. Skip me, skip, skip me, yeah, skip me and come back. <laughs> all right, let me let me help Josh. You can't hear Um. My experience was a little raw because I, um, so like when we came here, I remember we first landed in like Chicago and spent like two weeks in the city. So like that was the exposure I had, you know, the stores, the buildings, the boat, you know, everything was just wow. And then after two weeks, I went to a school <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Like we literally, we had no fence. We had, we don't need none of that thing. It was it was in the middle of nothing. It was like cornfields, buildings, and that's it. For two years, man. For two years, I just 
lived in there. I was the black kid. It was, I was black. I was African. I was everything. We, we literally was it. Like me and my siblings, we were it. And um, all you know, like Josh said, it was just you know coming from a point where you thought things were supposed to be a certain way, or you had lived a certain way, and think that you know it's just gonna magically follow you. That was a big uh, wake up call. And um, also, um, I think that the first time I felt like I'm literally in America was when I moved to Michigan. Because um, also, like, there's this notion where, like, I felt like America was full of different people. You know, it was just, it wasn't just white people. Because, I mean, where I went, it was pretty much just white people. Like, I didn't, I, I never saw, like, I had to see, to see black people, I had to, like, travel. Or like any other race it was pretty much just I had to literally travel somewhere. And um once I got to Michigan and I remember when I was talking to Josh, it was like I came to visit him and I never went back. I was like, bro, this is where I'm gonna go to college. Like I don't care <laughs> what's going on right now, but I'm going here. Like I wanna be with black people, Asian and other kind of culture. Like that was my my thing. So like um the the dream the myth was I can really even you know, see how, how I can I can really see how how much black people you and I even sing to even think that Michigan was it, bro. Like in Michigan. Bruh, you don't understand. Like, you're so excited. Oh, see black saying. people, Michigan. <laughs> what? Man. Bro, you gotta understand. Yeah. He was coming from you Iowa. Understand, bro. He I came from, from deep Iowa, Iowa, West Branch, Iowa. It was it was pretty much just white people and they all stick. No fest white people. <laughs> you gotta edit this. <laughs> and it was no literally chills. it was all no farmers, chills. bro. It was it was all farmers, like it was all farmers. And that like the school I went to, it was one of those schools where like we, it was one of those green schools. Like we plant whatever we eat. We had our own chickens. We had our own cows. We had like everything was ours. And we had like something called crew, where like we would like clean the house, like clean the dorms and clean, you know, the buildings. And it was pretty much, we didn't have staff. We had teachers, but we didn't have a staff system. So we were the staff mm. and the teachers would teach you. And then your teacher will be your supervisor. And that's it. And everybody would do everything. Like we'll plow the snow. We would cook for ourselves. We would clean the places up. We will, <laughs> Dude, it was, imagine coming from like, a household where you have maids and shit, and then you straight up turn into <laughs> your own damn maid, bro. That was, was <laughs> <laughs> that right there was a different vibe. I remember, like, it got to a point where, like, my dad blocked us, like, we couldn't call him, nor my mom, like, we couldn't call them because my mom had to take our passports because we started buying tickets, like, me, I had two weeks in, man. Like, cause they had like they'll pass you tuition through your account, and then you pass it down to the school. Man, me, yeah, I grabbed that money up, bought my ticket to go home. Like, I didn't, care. <laughs> I didn't care. I was like, I'm going back home. I'm not doing this. My mom had to take my passport. Like, she asked the school to grab a passport. She came in. She like took our cards and all that bank information. We just had to go to the like you. If you wanted to buy something, you had to go to, the, to one of the teachers. Like, you know, they will get it for you and then our parents will pay. Is at that point, is at that point you thought to yourself that 
if your mm-hmm. mates were if your mates were watching were, were watching you right now <laughs> they'll just say oh, hey, yeah, I, what goes up comes down <laughs> i'm not gonna say that was probably the best experience i ever had in my life because it changed my whole perspective of everything mm-hmm. everything changed because i feel like you don't know until you know it's so one you, of those you went things from where, being a brat to straight hell life. yeah man i i was life yeah, I was living. I was. Man, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. bro. There was there was there was something Dan has said like one time, and I looked at him, and in my head I said, "Man, if I hit him in the head, would they say I did something man. wrong, or he might die?" So you know what? Let me just walk away. Yo, this nigga hey, said, a- "Listen, listen, now, nah, bro. Hold on, listen. This nigga said." <clears throat> This nigga said, "Yeah, man, I will put you on blast, full blast, bro, full blast, bro. <laughs> full blast, bro. Ah, I will never forget this shit." Incoming. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think his dad refused to send him bread for some shit. I think his allowance or some shit like that. This nigga said, ah. "So he would not give me allowance." Ah. I wonder what he was thinking when he was thinking of bringing me into this world. Who would take care of me? <laughs> that guy, I looked at that for a sec. Hey, man. I looked at that for a sec. I'm like, <laughs> I said, I said, privilege. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a privilege. Let me explain real quick. All right. So, personally, when I came out here, I came as an international student, right? So, technically, without an allowance, I have nothing. I have no income. Legally, I can't make any money, right? And also, you got to understand, like, me personally, I'm not responsible for how I was raised. That's um, not my fault. Mm-hmm. Because if you tell me that, you, this is what you're going to do. Okay, and then you turn again. around, you don't do it. It's, I mean, like, it's not my fault if I feel some type of way for you not doing something you're supposed to do. You but you're right. Yeah, it's, it's a reality. You know what I mean? Like, reality, this is not my fault. Look at us over there just laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, it wasn't my fault for feeling that way. Was I right? Right. No. Hey, I was what? jumping. This conversation. Come here. That's how come I felt. You know what I mean? Come here. That's how I felt at that moment. That's come here. I'm just saying, bro. Like, that's how I felt, right? At the moment, I was like, all right, cool. Like, if I don't get this bread, I don't, what am I going to do? Is it the right way to but, go about it? I don't think so. But I felt, technically, I felt like that's what a parent should do because that's what a parent say is going to do. Because at the end of the day, I can't really understand what it is that's going on if I'm not really educated about the issue, right? For example, if a nigga said, yo, I'm not going to send you money because this and this and that. That's cool. But if you say you're not going to send me money and then you just leave me there hanging and like, yo, I got to eat and do all this shit, that, that freaks me out a little bit. And I can't work. I can't do anything about that. So literally, I have to make sure that you get it. Like, you sent that shit. <laughs> but but, that, but that's, <laughs> the thing. that's the thing, though, is that you have to go through shit like that to get to a point where you realize, you know what? I am a brat, and I need to do something about it. I feel like you have to go through shit like that. Otherwise, you, you, you won't learn. You you won't learn if you don't. I mean, they say, what was it? Oh, smart people learn from other people's mistakes, and smarter people learn 
Wait. A lot of people learn from their mistakes. Smarter people learn from other people's mistakes. Shut up. All of us are the smarter people. Sometimes you really do have to bump your well, head and see I, this I will shit. say this. I will say this. Because that, that, that is a reality. Right? You have to change someone's reality for them to understand that. Well, and thank God in the midst that you being in that position, Dan, thank God you didn't go through the wrong path. You know what I mean? You didn't take the wrong path to, to try to meet your, meet your needs, you know? That man's scared of jail, man. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. <laughs> hey, no, every man is scared of jail. Anybody that be out here talking shit. I mean, that moment you ain't think about jail, right? It's until, like, you get put in front of jail, you start to think about jail. You know what I mean? Nah. In those, in those moments, you're thinking about, like, my survival. I, I could do whatever. You know, you're not See, you're not thinking about the this repercussions. What, this is what I've, I've I've learned from a very young age: easy come, easy go. Which means it doesn't matter what excuse you give yourself. The reality is this: and yo, we live in a in a situation where it's mob versus mob. You know, it's it's a bigger mob, smaller mob, and. You could say, oh, I'm going to go sell drugs here and there. It could be a small fish and you could be, you know, you could do it for X amount of time and then you're going to be out, you know, not big deal. Or you could be found in a certain situation. One thing I didn't know, though, I knew that I, I didn't have the luxury of the American people because I ain't one. I, I'm not going to go to jail. I'm getting deported. <laughs> it's different. Nice. Or both. You know what I mean? Like It wasn't it was never, oh, I'm going to like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get me a lawyer. I, I don't need a lawyer. I, there's nothing to argue about. <laughs> there's no case. <laughs> there's an airport. <laughs> and no case. Like, they don't even let you explain yourself, bro. Like, you, you don't, like, you, you move from one yeah. car to another to the airport. That's it. Hmm. I know you do. So either way, your lawyer is just to figure out if I'm gonna spend American jail before I go. That's basically it. I mean, if it's a small thing, like you know, okay, for example, you know how like they used to say, "Oh, marijuana charges or whatever," you won't get a marijuana charge yeah. if you get you in won't. a fight. You don't get a fight. You don't get a ticket, or like you don't go spend the night in jail. Mm. You spend a night in jail, and then they take you home. That's that's our reality. That's, for real, it's like they tell your parents, "Come get your kid at the airport, man. We don't want him anymore." Mm. That's the reality of an international student, and like a lot of people don't understand this. It's just a lot of these kids get confused because you're hanging out with these kids, you're speaking the same language, you feel like you're one of them. You ain't. Mm. You are not, because what would happen is this: when shit hit the fan. Everybody can scatter around, but if you get caught, brother, there's no there's no conversation between you and them. You don't even have to do what you what they said you did. If you did it, you take some time. If you didn't do it, you still go home. But I mean, you should not be there. That's the law. That's the international kid law. Uh, the international kid law. Mm-hmm. Day. You get suspended. You get suspended from from your school. Your, your I-20 is revoked, you gotta go home. I mean, yeah. day, as a as a as a black person in America, bro, 
you know, you go home or you go to jail, right? And, you, and, and, and when you go to jail, you come on your life is fucked. You know what I mean? Like for the rest of your life, that's still going to, you know, follow you. You can't get a you can't get a good job. You know, uh, some people say, but you could start a business. I mean, how many, how many? It's like one, it's not, it's just not one. How many businesses have made it? Exactly. Oh, that's shit. what I'm saying. Did you know, fun fact, that if you get charged with something, even if it gets dismissed, it still shows up on your record? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I you didn't have, know that you have to, Gee, Ooh, you got to go to court. You got to go to court again to get it dismissed. Like, to get oh removed from your record. Um, it's another case. It's not the same. Okay. Just blah, 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 blah. That's right. I don't know, man. You have to use better Wi-Fi next time. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so with this, with what we're talking about, uh, it brings me to this question. What was your first encounter with what it is to be black in America? Mm. What was your first lesson or your first experience that made you realize you had to act a certain way and be a certain way? You are not one as <clears throat> others. You know what I mean? Like you had, you were black. You got to act black in a certain way. I don't know, man. I can't really put my finger on like the very first time. I can't really like when did you start that. thinking of different? You know how like when you when, as a kid, everybody is equal, right? Mm. But as you grow older, you start putting two and two together, one and one together, and you're like, all right, cool. Like these people can do it, but I can't do it. I mean. If it's to say like personal experience, like when, I mean, if I was here to experience that personally, um, I would say that was high school, man. Um, believe in high school, like gym class, you know, um, we all, you know, we all running, you know, we're all running and stuff like that. For some reason, I think somebody, Somebody kicked the other person, right? And then it was just this whole chain reaction thing we all felt. So when they came, the point of like, oh yeah, it was the black kid that started the shit. But all sitting that was the white kid that started the thing. And we like we all the black were like, nah, it was that white kid. And just about three or two of them were like, nah, nah, it was the black kid and the you know, punishing black kid over the white kid. I was just said I was like, damn. Shit, it's like five of us against, was it two or three people? But our voices didn't even carry no weight. Yeah. I was like, damn, that's messed up, right? I couldn't even ask my parents' kids, you know what I mean? Like, if, I mean, the Africans too, you know, they're worried about, you know, food on the plate, you know, worried about rents and shit like that, you know, we don't got time to even discuss, you know, matters like that. So who was I supposed to talk to about shit like that? So just experience the stuff, you know, just, you know, just day to day, day to day, keep moving till it finally get to a point where now you get to a place where people, you know, are talking about it, you can express that as well. Try to, you know, educate and learn because reading about it, where would you ever start? Where would you ever start reading about, you know, shit like this? You know, I mean, just coming to a brand new. So for me, that was there, man, in high school. That was tough. But hey, like they're saying, you know, hey, bro, just soak it up and keep moving. You have a better goal at hand. Just stay focused on that goal. I feel like growing up, I don't know if my Wi-Fi is better. Growing up, um, 
I, I never knew I was, I mean, the first time it was really a thing that I'm black is when I came to the U.S. And then it was an instance at a grocery store, this little kid, probably like two, three, four, five years old, whatever. He's just staring at me as I'm at the ATM. And he's like, Josh, your Wi-Fi ain't working, bro. And I was like, yeah. And then the mom is like super embarrassed about it. I'm like, fuck. All right, bet. Damn, bro. Your Wi-Fi is something else, man. No, it's okay. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. This position is fine, man. But yeah, as, I mean, as this, man, you guys are just sitting there just waiting, man. You guys are just soaking it in. No, no, no. I wanted to give everybody the opportunity or whatever. But for me, I, I say, um, for me, I guess I've just been oblivious to the, to the fact, but this one moment that made me question was when uh, I had gone to my mother's house and then I had left, and then a neighbor had called the cops saying somebody has taken some tires or something like that out of um, the neighbor's balcony. So they came, they pulled me over. And the reason why I questioned was that they pulled me in cups and others searched my car, right? So I'm just like, yo, you, you putting me in cups based off of an allegation. You know what I mean? You haven't, like, Nothing has been proved, you know, but you feel the need to put me in cuffs and other to search my car. Like, I think if it was anybody else, a Caucasian individual, you would probably tell that individual to stand aside while you search the car, but you felt the need to put me in cuffs. So for me, that's, that's like something that I always question. It's like, is it because I'm black? Like, you feel like, oh, he's black, like, he needs to be in cuffs in order for us to search his car or something like that. So at the end of the day, like, we didn't find anything. They, they, they came looking very happy, like, it was definite, like, I had taken something. But... Ain't it crazy how many of them be? Like, how many people would be just to cuff one you? Like, yeah. how many of them it takes to cuff yeah. one you, bro? Like, <laughs> Yo, that's that was, crazy, they, it was like It was like I had to swat on me. They were everywhere, like traffic got blocked and everything. Like they had me, but they had me. They had me looking like a criminal out there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, it, it was just crazy. Bro. I, I had a similar crazy. situation like that too. Like same shit. Like the neighbor, some one of the neighbors had called the cops or some shit. I cannot say <laughs> why exactly it was. But anyways, man, listen, <laughs> hopped in the car, <laughs> you know, driving away, bro. I was driving to the base, to a big shower, right, bro? The cop stopped me, you know, pulled me over, said, hey, jump down, stop. <laughs> I come down, and then pulled me on cabs, bro. Throw me sit on the curb, bro. Sound the curb, and then, you know, they did whatever they had to do. And they're like, okay, cool, you're good to go. I'm like, wait. Who called who and what happened? I'm confused, bro. Like, what's going on? And they're like, you good to go. And I'm just like, so y'all not going to say why? <laughs> why y'all stopped me? Why y'all put me in cuffs? Like, what's up with that? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, yeah. man. 
I mean, this was a long time ago. I, I don't even think, like, when they let me go, they even apologized for all of that. You know what I mean? It was just like, oh, it's just normal procedure, bro. Apologize? They <laughs> don't do that. You know? So, from that day on, I, I just, like, question. Man, for me, man, it's, um, it's funny because, to be honest with you, I didn't really hear about racism until I got to school and, and read about it. And um, if you know me, I'm always one of those people that um, kind of creates his own his own utopia and charts his own path. And so sometimes I just choose not to see certain things and maybe that's um, intentional, me intentionally being oblivious. But a lot of times it's because I really it really didn't happen to me in that regard. And the people that it did happen to were probably people that I know that were doing things that warranted that kind of response from a certain group of people, right? You got certain people that um, do wrong and then say it's right, right? And I've never really been a person that did wrong and thought it was right. So if I did wrong and I got a response from any race of people, right? Then that's the response that I, it deserves. And to be right. completely candid with you, my 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 whole racial racism, whatever you would like to call it, uh, bad encounter scenarios, etc., have actually been from black people. <laughs> I've experienced more racism from my own people than the opposite side. And that's just me keeping it all the way 100. I, I think as, as as we get older, you start to see it institutionally, right? In corporate America and things like that. But even in that, if you kind of know what you're doing and know how to move, you can kind of limit how the game is, affects you in a certain regard. So I don't know, man. It's I think it's a mental thing. It It, it, it is there, but uh, I, sometimes I just, maybe I choose not to see it and maybe I'm just above it and just want right. to kick the door down. I mean, the, 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 the question I want to ask you guys is, and, um, well, the question I want to ask you guys is, you know how you will find ways to, <laughs> you'll find ways to cut corners around the house? You know, you want to go to the club, you know, you find a perfect, you want like, you, you on the perfect excuse for like a whole month, you know what I mean, just to go to a club with not one particular day. Why can you put that same energy, you know, that, okay, you know what, this is just right now, this is how the world is, and you know, find those corners, you know, cut those corners too, you know what I mean, to get to where you want to be, you know, instead of letting that, like, deter you from your goal, why not find that same energy you use, you know, to cut corners in different things, why not use that same energy to cut corners in this, in the same thing? Excellent point, bro. Excellent point. And to your point, that's that's exactly what I do. I'm going to give the same energy to what I want to be doing to, to, to energy that, that's getting in the way of what I want to be doing. So if right. you're in the way, I'm going to get you out the way. <laughs> however way I need to, because I got to get to where I want to go. And I think if more people had that mentality, a lot more people wouldn't see the problems. They would see the solutions to the problems, right? Mm -hmm. But some people will right. still say that, yo, I mean, it still doesn't change the fact that there's still racism in America. Yeah, but racism doesn't stop you from winning if you really want to. Is, winning, is, winning, is winning subjective? Winning is definitely subjective. But if all you see is racism, and all, and that's all you continue to see and choose to see is racism, then at the end of the day, maybe you need to shift your perspective. Because it's always been there. And we live in a county where we get to see black excellence on display on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. So, but, but do you feel, do you think that black excellence is kind of contained? Like you're allowed to have some kind of excellence, but it can't. 
go beyond a certain like unsaid amount of excellence. No, no. I think we all chart our own our own past. And I think the only person that can contain your success is you. It's the same, it's just like when you have the kid in school, right? That says, um, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at this sport. So I'm just gonna play this sport. And then you have another kid that says, I'm not good at this sport. So I'm just gonna go out and shoot the ball 30 times or 300 times a day until I get my jump shot right. Two different people, right? But two different mindsets. Who makes the team eventually? Mm, bruv, there's this book called Dare to Lead, right? Dare to Lead. Um, great book, dope book. Um, one thing I took from there is that fear of can I make this work or not? You know what I mean? That fear will kind of stop you from, you know, achieving certain things. Even not speaking right now, you know what I mean? Like there's certain things I want to do, but fear man, of just what comes after that you know, might stop me from actually doing that thing, you know. Um, if most of us could put that fear to the side, you know, and just act, um, I feel like that would take us a long way, you know, in what success is to each and every one of us. Because we're scared, you know, we're scared of what if this person thinks, what if that person thinks that, who gives a fuck? Just do thing, man, you know what I mean? Like, no, I wanted to cut my hair. It really didn't matter to me who thought, you know, who thought what. You know, I mean, some people say you look ugly. Some people say you look good. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I cut it already. Shit, it's gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I cut it because it was getting hot. Um, it was bushy. Period. That's it. There was a problem. I found a solution. Cut the thing. You say what you say. There's still tomorrow. I'll wake up tomorrow. Look myself in the mirror and say, damn, you look good. Keep moving, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So if a lot of people just take things matters into their hands and just execute, man, you know. Yeah, man. Shout out to um Brian Brown, author of that book, man. I, I encourage everybody to go read that book. Yes, yeah. sir. Very good book. I mean um I mean let me let me say my first encounter with the, uh, I had a lot of encounters when I was in high school. Yeah, I mean, it could be something as small. America. <laughs> and I mean, like, it could be something as small as like, yo, um, you know, where do you, like, where you from? I say, you know, I'm from, cause I used to first say I'm from Rwanda and then I just started saying I'm from Africa. Cause well, it's just confusing their heads. You part of you know? the problem, bro. <laughs> It's not necessary. It's like, listen, they don't want to know. Somebody's asking you a question to make a point. Why am I going to take my time to educate them? They're not here nah, to be educated. Nah, bro, forget that shit, man. Listen, I'm not I'm going just saying, to... Not, bro, listen, listen. I'm not going to details of things. It's that simple. I'm from Cameroon. That's what I'm saying. Nah, no, listen, I'm, I'm from, from Cameroon. Africa, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm from Cameroon, and Cameroon is in Africa. Yeah, so so then like why it's kinda like to say that it's kinda like then why 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 do we feel mad when they think like Africa is a country? Because Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why I said I used to answer that question and then we could go on. All right, so these people are not asking me where I'm from. They just wanted to know if I live with animals and what kind. Now, if a person is at that point, like I can't 
how can I put this? I remember I had this one encounter where um, this girl we used to go to high school with. She was a senior, I was a junior. She went, like her plan was to graduate high school, stop working, save up her money, and then go live in Africa with animals. That was it. Now, when, but like when she approached me about like where she would, she should start, you know, planning and everything and everything, where should, how should, what bow, like how, what company that like gets her clothes to Africa and then she can grab a bow or whatever. Man, (laughs) all I did was this. I was like, yo, um, I think you should go to Africa and like visit. And then she's like, well, my parents, a lot, you know, they said they're going to take me to a safari. I'm like, nah, a safari is a park, my genius. It's a place. (laughs) It's like going to a resort. That's what a safari is. You're going to a resort. You're going to go to a, like, hotel area, and then they're going to drive you around animals. That's not where we live. So I sat down, showed her pictures of, you know, like, what back home looks like and everything and everything. And she was like, um, she went, she talked to her parents a little bit, and then she came back crying. She started crying, and I'm like, why are you crying? She's like, I never applied for any college. I never did anything. Everything I thought was true was a lie. And I'm like, have you, did your parents know about this? And she said, yeah. Her parents are encouraging her. It was an okay thing to do for her to go work and then go live with animals. That sounded like an okay thing a parent would tell their kids, yeah, you're doing great. Keep doing that. Keep planning over that. So like, it's like, it's not just them. It's even the way they were raised and everywhere they came from was just wrong. And also like, there's also this one encounter where, um, so I had a friend we went to school with, right? His dad had one of those ski mount resort, like, you know, cabin type of thing. So for his birthday, for his 18th birthday, he invited a bunch of us over there. Even some teachers were like, like we had to have, you know, chaperones. So we get there. The parents were support. They also like flew in to surprise the kid we run into each other and they're like, uh, hi, who's this? Okay. They put the kid aside and the teachers. And next thing I know, I'm the only one that is going down the mountain to get a hotel. And the next day, the teachers, they're like, uh, we out. No, the teachers started, like, they came to stay with me. And then three days after that, because we're supposed to stay there for a whole week, three days after that, all the other kids came to stay with me, except the kid and his parents. And all that time, I was oblivious to what's going on. I didn't know what's going on. I've never done the skiing stuff. It's new to me. Like, I have no idea what's going on. And it just, afterwards, when we get, when we're like, we get back to the school, that's when like my teacher put me aside with our counselor slash therapist to help me understand what just happened. I had no, to me, it didn't make sense because I have never thought about it that way. 
And it was just one of those moments where I was like, wow. Oh, so that what that is what happened? I thought I just there wasn't enough rooms and you know, I was extra. So I got the hotel. Like it just makes sense. And I didn't even pay for it. So it wasn't an issue. And it's just like all those little things just made me realize that we were different. But then like Azit said, when um I got out of that circle and then I started hanging out with like when I got in Michigan and started hanging out with black people and everything, I realized how much we had, we also had a certain division within ourselves. We're like, oh, you're from Africa. You are not black enough. You never have to deal with this shit. You ain't one of us. And I'm like, okay, so I definitely wasn't with the white people. And I'm definitely, apparently I'm not with the black people. Where do I belong? Mm-hmm. And that's like, and that was probably one of the, like, my hardest thing, my hardest thing to accept. It was like, I had to create my own identity and, and assume it and just you stand stuck in the tall, middle. you know, and I had to stand tall by myself because I, there was nobody else at that time that I felt that could associate with what's going on in my mind because I knew that I couldn't interact with like I wasn't one with white people, but I, when I came, I spent four, three years with white people only, right? So I kind of, no matter how you want to play it, I assimilated their way of living, and I might sound white to a you know person that grew up in a black community because of you know manners and the way I live and the way I talk or whatever. But like when I went to hang out with you know when I try to interact with black people a little more they would reject me because I'm either too white, whitewashed, or, you know, African. Like, you're, you're you keep using this African. word whitewash. It's like the second or third time I keep hearing you use it, man. What is whitewash? Well, whitewash is a term that I heard. It's like, all right, you, you, you act white while being black. And uh, it's just like, I feel like it took me a while for me to say, all right, cool. I'm African. I live in the U.S. And I, I did have a life that included a majority of white men and women. And now I'm hanging out with all kinds of races. And yes, I can understand when, you know, my white people are speaking from a point of view of their end because I've lived with them and I know why they mean what they mean. And I understand where they come from when they say certain things. And when it comes to my African-American, I also understand what they say when it comes to the things. And I just had to like get my own self in there and accept me as like who I am, the mixer and the hybrid that it is that I am. That was probably the hardest thing. Now to speak about, um, you know, opportunity and all these other things, I've realized something, like as it said, I know that um, we want people to be good. But so far, we haven't gotten results from somebody, from you wanting equal anything and getting it back. Like, it's just, we, no matter how much we keep trying and how much we keep, there's always going to be a slave race. Especially in this society that we're living in the U.S. Because... The U.S., it's they, the way our system is, you make money off the poor. 
Now, until the day that system changed, they're always gonna be people that are gonna be stepped on. And that is the bigger problem. But the thing is this, I feel like if we black people got together in a sense where like, if anybody from police officers to judges to lawyers to anybody, if anything were to happen and everybody got together and say, yo, I'm not talking about rioting. I'm talking about legal action. Yo, this is an issue. This has to be done. Every single police officer finds out. You you take a video, you, you go on the stand, and as a police officer, you sit next to the one that is claiming he did the right thing, and you say, no, this is what we are educated on. This is how we do things. You What you did wasn't right. And the judge goes up there, the lawyer goes up there everybody if everybody was against it equally a lot of things will be taken care of it's just we always leave it to others to fix our problems and i don't and i and i'm not saying this in a way that i'm trying to say that what we're doing is not right nowadays i'm just so according that, to you according to you right you're saying all that what will be that first step to say journey of a thousand miles begins with a step what will be the first step you know what the first step will be? Loving one another. And I'm talking about race-wise. I'm talking about black people. I'm not talking about white people. I'm talking about black people. If black people loved each other to a point, because I know like there's those that care so hard and they put all the work and the ass just run it. Like the, per- like the people that are throwing stones and rioting and doing all this thing, they're, fu- they're they're going against because that's all we see on the news now it's not about like how many times have you seen fox news or the president anybody like you're not forcing the conversation by burning things down you are giving them an escape goal because now they have something to talk about and they don't have to talk about what you're saying you know what i mean well i, I feel like in the Anything, you know what I mean? You're always going to have bad actors. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think we need to concentrate or let those bad actors overshadow everything. You know. But those bad apples are an, an excuse for those that don't want to see what the issue is to use as an example. Yeah, I mean, at the end of you know the day, I mean? like I say, we are individuals. You know what I'm saying? So, True. Um, but we're fighting for an, uh, something that is not just for me. It's for everybody. Right. So, like, right now, I've, I've been watching the news and trying to keep up with, like, all news outlets. And all they're talking about, most of them, they will kind of focus on the riots, right? What happens at night? Who did this and who did that? They don't want to talk about all these black people that got killed. Because that brings up awareness and they don't want their listeners or their viewers to know about it because once somebody knows, they can't unknow it. So you brought up a good point, Dan. You said um, we definitely got to get to a place where we love each other as a people, right? And we definitely have to raise that awareness about what's going on and how it's happening so we can educate ourselves and people that don't know. But personally, what are you doing about everything that's going on since you seem so affected by it. 
Personally, I, th- I really thought about this, right? And I was thinking about like, what is the impact you could do? Right now, I think that first and foremost, the list is a lot in the sense where like, if, you t- if you're having conversation, like me right now talking about it, that's one step of what I'm doing. Me talking to my people, like to my listeners and you know, to you guys and expressing how I feel like things should be done. And but I'm talking, you know what I mean? Like, isn't that what everybody Social does? media. Technically, what- no. Let me tell you why. Talking about it, yes. Doing something about it is, I know that to do something about it, you have to, like, there's, there's steps to this. Do I have the social media platform to do so? Yes. Do I do it? Yes. I'll post, I'll do all these things. Do you want me, like, going outside and protesting? That's a step. Me personally, in my city, I don't think it's safe for me to do so. And I'll tell you why. Because me being still without, me without being an American. In, in Charlotte, it has already been a situation where we have, you know, like the army is here, the National Guard and all this other thing. So most likely everybody's going to get arrested, right? So me going out there and trying to protest, and we all know that we have people here that, you know, are very against the Black movement. It will always going to turn into something. And if it turns into something and they get arrested, I would have put myself in jeopardy. And it's, it's an unnecessary jeopardy type of what, like what I'm trying to say is me going to jail and being deported, it wasn't necessary for me to do that. I could have done something else. So the risk reward isn't worth it for you. No, well, correct. Listen, you, you, you know, uh, he, well, he's rather, I, I view it in like he's rather playing the long game. Rather I would rather play the long game. Like, okay, me going to jail and protesting would not change anything. You think protesting does anything? No. I think protesting does help, but what, turning it into the riot has ruined everything. What, in what regard does protesting help? It, it's a voice. I'm not saying that protesting in a sense, like standing outside and yelling just, to, no. I feel like more people showing mass, speaking the same language is good but I'm for petition. I've signed a lot of petitions. What, what, was the result? what was the result of those petitions? I hope the result, okay, I'm not sure what's gonna be the end game. <laughs> I will start with that. Exactly. But I hope that it will Wait, let me ask this. the right let me ask people. This. Let me ask this, let me ask this. No, see, this is the thing though. Hold on, hold on now. Then hold on, let me ask this, as this, right? With a question like that, right? What answers are you looking for? I'm just, I'm really trying to just raise awareness, right? Because we have this thing as a people where we think that, oh, we got to go talk about it. Oh, we got to go protest about it. Oh, we got to go write about it. Oh, we got to use our platforms to speak on it. And really, that's all we've been doing. And I get it. That's all we've been allowed to do historically. But it doesn't change anything at the end of the day. You know what changes things? Economics change. When you can put yourself in a position where you can fund your candidate so that that candidate owes you because you put him in office and he owes you because you were behind him and he knows that he can come to you if he needs financial backing. Now we're talking. But if we're talking about all this other stuff, all we're doing is talking. 
and that okay, but what can you do now? What are you doing now? Okay, what we good do question. Now? That's what I was gonna what ask. You do now, like if you don't, what if can you we have do money, if you're not there yet? If you have, if you, okay, if you don't have the economics to fund the candidates, yeah. get the get the economics and stay out the way. No, wait. The question is, what is you you as is doing now? Yeah, me. Mm-hmm. I actually I actually donate to certain candidates, and I do that strategically too. Mm. So wait. Now my question too is this, right? You could donate all you want, right? You could donate, people donate every single day. But once they get into office and then they meet this different adversary, right? Like a different uh, 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 opponent, bro. You know what I mean? Like the Senate or, you know, the, uh, 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 or whichever, or the, or the other political party and all whatnot. And, you know, they start seeing that, yo, yeah, I promise this, but... I can't really deliver this because, you know, I still got all these people I got to fight and all why not, right? At some point, when do you even see that say, yo, this is my little donation, like, how, or, you know, how does it, how is it benefiting me? Because remember, you know, when everybody was thinking that, oh, yeah, you know, Obama going to power, like, there's going to be all this great change in America, bro, like, what change really happened? Like, what change really happened? We are rally, but what change really happened, right? So if you're saying that, oh, put your money here, put your money there, like, how has you put in the money here and there? Like, how has that benefited you today, right so now? How does it guarantee you? So Obama is saying? on a different game because he's playing on a totally different level, right? So I don't have Obama funding money. So I'm not there yet. So I'm talking about on a local level, right? So I, I know who's running for office for governor in my state. I know who's the governor of my state. I know who's the governor in D.C., I know people in our offices, right? They know me, things like that. So I'm positioning myself and I'm putting my money where my mouth is, right? So if I come in there and I say something, they're going to pick up the phone. But how many people are willing to do that, right? I'm also educating myself on politics and how the process works. So a lot of people might say, oh, we go home and uh, when we think about politics, it's gross misconduct. But for me, just knowing what I know about politics in this country, it's gross misconduct too. It's still not what you know, it's still who you know. And how do you get to know the right people? <laughs> you fund the right people. So, so such thing as small amount or big amount, just put your money where your mouth is and see where it takes you. I think right. that, I think that also too, um, we, <clears throat> there's so many different, there's so many different battles going on, you know, in the same, like there's so many different battles going on in this one big giant battlefield, right? We, we're so worried about all, you know, we have to come together here when we come together there. How about just the basic necessity of just knowledge sharing, right? In knowledge sharing, we still fight about it. Like, why is it so hard just saying, okay, I feel like my brother doesn't know. Let me educate him, right? Why does it got to feel like it's a fight in, edu- in still educating somebody about something mm-hmm. they do not know? Why does it have to feel be that way? Or I think, I think it's because... um we really don't want the change that we talk about. And when you start meeting people that actually understand how the system works and how the game is played, you don't want to hear that because it doesn't fit the personal narrative that you have in your own mind. A lot of people talking about, oh, fuck white people and do this and do that. But a lot of white people didn't do anything to you. And again, as soon as something happens, they say fuck the police, but they call the police and the police solve all their problems. They don't solve any problems internally. And they're the first ones to down 911 when something goes wrong. And they want these same police that they don't like to protect them. So it's really a bunch of ignorance. And at the, at the end of the day, it's a lack of awareness. 
And until we get to that place where we have that knowledge and understanding of who we are and what we're really fighting for, we're just going to continue to get gained by the system. Do you think that there's ever going to be such a day? Um, I think a lot more of us are aware. I think um, a lot more of us need to be aware. So it's a slow, gradual process. And the ones that are aware, we get it. And the ones that aren't, we just pray that you do get it. But the thing is that cream always rises to the top, right? And just like with everything else in life, at some point, like people just separate and you just see people for who they are and what they are. And then life just happens for the, for you and whoever. So at the end of the day, it will be what it will be. But I always choose to be on at the top of the mountain. Mm. I really have a lot to say to that, but my wife will go act up, so I'm, I'm just mm, shaking my head. Well, your Wi-Fi is fine now, right? So yeah, you we can hear you now. Oh, shit! Oh, right. Well, let's do it then. <laughs> nah, but as long as this shit's been going on, whatever it is that the people can do, they should do. You know, and as these I understand what you're saying, but at the end of the day, when you do fund, even when you do have the money to fund whoever it is you want to fund campaign, the moment a lot of genius comes into play, your your change. That's what you are. And he's something that knows he's gonna get him reelected, rather than what Aziz really wants. It's been so long, so so long. It's been about you know, let's find the most efficient way to do things, the best way to do things, you know, because you know, kneeling with this perspective flag, you know, when when they, they, they every single thing has been as there's always a reason why it's not the right way to do it, right? So. This this is also why I'm I'm, I'm kind of like I'm baffled when you start hearing people talking about I don't understand the protesting I don't understand the the, the vandalism and whatnot it, it, you can only get pushed so far before you break you know I I forget what year it was when I'm I'm not gonna misquote myself but at the end of the day you are the difference between the protest that happened to person as president that's someone that can have now so that's the only scary part for me other than that though i'm i'm not against i i think everybody everybody is doing the right thing and, and that's another thing when you said what are we doing i feel like everybody has a role not everybody's role is to go and fund these politicians not everybody's role is to be out in the street screaming and protesting not everybody's role like there's different roles you can be doing. You could be part of the organizing, the planning. You could be part of the people that make the t-shirts to hand them out. You could be part of the people that hand out water. You could be the person that's simply just at home posting stuff. Just like you could be the person that comes up with the art but never actually show up outside. Everybody has a way that they're, they have a role they're playing in this whole movement. And all we can hope for is that hopefully this time it's loud enough and it's real enough that nobody can ignore it. And there's going to be some level of progress. I mean, he just said he just said donate money. That's his own way of doing it. I mean, anybody could have mentioned sure. any, any one of those things that you mentioned in that list. Exactly. So since you've been protesting, Josh, and posting uh, these sound bites, what have you changed? Is the real question. I'm hope I'm hoping I, what I'm hoping for is that I've raised enough awareness that somebody can finally realize this is real. I've I've had to have conversations with people that think that all this stuff is actually not, a, it's not real because 
for them is they think people are acting out because for them this is not a reality. And you, if you're wondering what people that is, I'm hoping you know by now, it's white people that have fast friends or business partners. You know how many people are they think that this is not real because it's not their reason. You do realize everybody says that they're raising yeah. awareness. You do you know that, right? But like that's, have, that's that's the, that's the that's the millennial thing to do. But yet raise awareness. People, but yet we still, no no no. But yet we still have people. No no. But but yet, and that's a big job to do. But yet we still have people till this day that believe that all this stuff is still a hoax. They still believe that oh, you know what? You if you you could do better as a black person, it's not the cops' problem. They don't actually believe that there is a problem as far as black people being killed by white cops. You know, so it was supposed to say you know. We're living in a society where a cop with a gun is allowed to panic, but yet an unarmed civilian is supposed to stay calm with a gun pointed at him. Have you have you had encounters with the cops? Yes, several times. No, several times. I I can I can I can name. We could start Chicago. We could start Chicago, 2011. Got pulled over by three cops because I was driving a family friend's car, and the first thing they asked is, "Ask whose car it is." And they called the owner to verify if the car was stolen or not. Proceeded to get followed for about another 30 minutes or so while, before I went home. You know, I, go to Michigan, 2012 or 2013, something like that. I'm driving on, 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 on KLI, I get pulled over by cops. And legit, no asking for my license registration, none of that. Come at gunpoint, pull me out the car, pull me on the side of the car, search my vehicle, finally put me back inside and ask me for my driving license registration, ask me if I have anything illegal in the car. The list could go on. This is not one time, it's not twice. Recently, 2019, I'm parked over in a handicapped spot. There's three other cars in other handicapped spots that don't have a tag, don't have a plate. They come straight to mind when I have a disabled veteran plate. And I, his question whether and not that, that one I even have on video. His question whether I'm even a, a veteran, for, for, I need to, ju to justify why I'm driving this vehicle. He has in mind you, there's two white ladies driving two cars away that just got out the car, don't have a tag up, don't have the place to say handicap, they don't get questioned. Come straight to me, be line. And so it's like, this is real thing. I've lived this stuff, this is, a, this is a reality for me. But you just said, but you also just said that you were in a handicapped spot and you're not. I, I am a disabled veteran. I am a disabled well, veteran, I so I have handicapped plates, yes. You are? Yeah. So it, it, if I have plates that justify that, that, I, that, I, that I should be parked there legally, but yet you just walk past three cars that not only do not have a disabled plate, they don't have a disabled placard up, and some, some of the occupants are still there, but you come straight for me, but you want me to believe you're just doing your job? Come on, bro. This is not rocket science. Uh, the, or, or, or even, or even the recent, more, even more recently, when this just started, at Walmart, parking handicapped spot as I'm walking away, cop decides to pull up on me with the lights on, and say, "Whose car are you driving? Are you allowed to park?" I'm like, "Hold on." When them folks got out their car, they parked over there. You didn't question whether or not it was their car or not. Why is it that with me, you have your lights on in front of Walmart, trying to figure out why I'm parking the spot when my vehicle clearly says that I can park there? Bro, I can tell you right now. You come off as an able-bodied young man. I didn't know you were disabled either. So if somebody's you asking you why are you parking in handicapped spots when there's no f clear physical 
but that's but the thing. But doesn't doesn't necessarily mean physical. Appearance. It doesn't. It doesn't. But for sake of yeah. him always getting pulled over, maybe it's you. Maybe it's not that you're black. Maybe. What do you mean? What does that mean? Oh my god! What does that mean? I can understand what you mean. No, I think it justified that there was two ladies in their car. The moment the guy came and walked up to me, that didn't have none of that. So if you anything you're looking for is right there. Bro, That's what you're looking for. But you said it happened again at even, Walmart. Even, even, even the first yeah, even scenario where you talked about. Even no, the first scenario where it had nothing to do about a plaque. Like why is the why is the cop asking whose car is this and do you have authority driving it? Like yeah. what? Just cause you see him in a nice car, I'm presuming it's a nice car. And he yeah. says, like, oh, this shouldn't belong to a young man like this, right? So that's just crazy right. to me. Right. And, and, even mean... then, <laughs> and even then, and even then, suspects that the car might be stolen. It's been twice now in my, in my life that somebody's questioned whether my car is stolen. Not, not just twice. And with, with my car, more than twice. With someone else's car, that was one time they asked. They even called the owner and said, is your car stolen? Because we just pulled oh, no, it off on Sheridan with a black male no. wearing this driver after I just dropped off a family friend at the airport. Asked me to drop him off at 5 o'clock in the morning, and then I'd come bring the car back home. But also, but also, hold on, hold on, hold on. You also got to understand that. And I'm sorry to say this, man. I've been on the phone with you in one of these, in some encounter where you're getting pulled over. Your mouth, man. Like your mouth, oh, you know what I mean? Like, Thank you, man. Mouth, bro, you know what I'm, saying? Like, I'm thing, just saying, bro. It's not like, up, bro. No, this is a thing, though. And I'm glad that kid brought that up. I'm glad that kid brought that up. I'm glad he brought that up. It gets to a point where you legit look at shit and you're like, fuck. At this point, you're just doing this shit to fuck with me. Every time, every time I'm approached by a cop, there's a few things I have to do. My camera's on, my lights up. Every, every light inside the car is on. I don't want you to say I flinched, I did anything. My wallet is on my dashboard, and I'm ready to give you whatever you need. Even then, it's to minimize the fact that I might still get shot. Even you know, then. You know what's interesting right. about your story, Josh? Wow. I know people, even till today, right, mm-hmm. that carry weapons every day. Mm-hmm. Weapons every day mm-hmm. that have never been pulled over before, that have never had any encounters with cops, that have never had an incident, that are carrying hammers every day. And you've been pulled over. Now, are they, are they carrying hammers with the intention that if they get pulled over, they're going to use it? I don't think I, so. I, don't, I think I don't they're know. carrying a hammer in, with the intention that I might get robbed. No, not even that. It's just that's what they do. And that's the life they live, right? For sake of conversation. That's what they do, and that's the life they live. Never been pulled over. You seem like for, a pretty straight-laced guy. You're going For sake of conversation, there's white guys that have been pulled over by cops and shot. Okay. Okay. But but the difference with that is when that has happened, that cop is probably in jail right now. If 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 the cop was at fault, okay. But yeah, we're seeing a string of things that happen. That's what I'm saying. For us, it's a reality. Being harassed by a cop, it's a reality for me. It's like I can't boost. Like if if if, it's, if I did something real wrong, huh? Then why is ninety percent of the time you're living the scene without a ticket? Okay, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been uh, arrested before? I've never been arrested. Never I've been, been put in cuffs because they they're trying to identify who I am, but I've never been arrested. Okay. Never been to jail. Never. So, so if you whatever you run on my plate or my license, you're not gonna see. You're not gonna see. Been charged with what? Been in jail for that? None of that stuff. 
So I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious. Isn't, that, isn't that that? Like, is, why do you have probable cause? But does that is that necessary to put somebody in cuffs? Hold up, I'm kind of curious as to why. And the answer to your question is no hands. I don't think so. But I'm kind of curious as to why. Why is this asked if you, if um Josh has ever been in jail? Because I know, because I know that every time you get pulled over, right? There's a record that's kept on how many times that those certain license plates are pulled over just because I have friends that are cops. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not a coincidence that they keep pulling you over. Maybe it's something about you. And AK just said, <laughs> sometimes your mouth gets you in trouble. So I'm wondering if your actions kind of play a part in you getting pulled over too, in addition to your behavior when you get pulled over. And, 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 and Do I'll you not see well. what the problem no, no. is though? No, 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 no. I'll answer that part real quick. I'll answer that part real quick, okay? 2011, that was not my vehicle. Never been pulled over in that vehicle before. That was the first time. Got pulled over at gunpoint by three cop cars in Chicago, off of Sheridan, to be exact, okay? That, this is, at this point, I don't know where they would have got that from, okay? So we'll go to Michigan now. Michigan, I had a brand new car. So I know whatever, and, and even then, after that, when they told me why they pulled me over, it's because I was pulled over to the side, and when they drove by, I kind of waved, and then I moved on, and they said, I merged back in the lane without signaling. Now, help me understand how a cop that's going the opposite way was able to see that I merged back in the lane without signaling and how that warrants you coming out at gunpoint, pulling me out, searching my car without my consent, putting me back in my car, and then the first thing you want to ask me is my driver's license registration if I have something illegal in the car. How did okay? you react? This is, a bra- this, this is a brand new car. This is a brand new car. So this is not the same car. And not to mention, at this point, there's a whole new license, Okay. Because at first I was driving off an Oregon license. Now I got a whole new Illinois license. So fine. That, that's another instance. You move out here to Texas. I had completely different plates. Completely different vehicle. Completely different plate. Everything. So how does that happen? And, and the only thing that where there's such a huge gap in terms of when things happen is whenever I got put over. And that's one thing I thank the Lord for. For I took my license out, my, I would make sure my military ID was super visible. Super visible. Or try to hint at it in some way. But why do I have to go to that extent? So it, it, couldn't, be, it couldn't possibly be that my car has been pulled over so many times. It couldn't be because I have a criminal record or been, a, been arrested or charged with something. My mouth is, it gets to a point where, okay, you're asking me, where am I going? Where am I coming from? Why am I going there? Hold on, tell me, my guy. What that got to do with this? I'm, I'm asking you, about why did you pull me over first? I need to know that part. You don't get to just ask and tell, like, I'm, we have rights at the end of the day. At this point, I'm passing the national student thing, so I understand that I have rights. That is true. I do understand that. And I'm not going to let you violate my rights for the hell of it. Just like I'm not just going to be like, well, yeah, yeah, no, sure, come in and don't. I'm not, if everything you gotta do has to make sense. So I, I'm, I don't just smart mouth. My, my conversation is always very inquisitive, but very respectful at the same time. I'm not cussing nobody out. I'm not doing none of that shit. But I'm inquisitive. That's a fact. So don't you, don't you think it's kind of funny though that you've had all these encounters? Do you know that all the ones that have gunplay involved, for example, there's no conversation involved? There's zero conversation involved? We all have encounters. That's the thing. We all did. Everybody got different kind of encounters. And that's the thing. I wish this was something that was unique to Josh. 
I wish <laughs> to, and, and if it was something that's unique to Josh, then I'd be like, yeah, bet, I got it. You know what? Josh needs to work on him. But yeah, there's 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 incidents where it's they, they even meet a person that's that's super submissive, but a nigga gets shot at the end of the day. Like this barbecue man that just got shot. I forget where he was at. This dude served free meals for the cops. Did all this stuff. No, somehow, uh, somewhere, this uh, nigga gets shot by the cops and all their thing. Yeah. You no. talking about the guy in St. Louis? There were guns that came from there too. I did. So he was there's definitely it, there, a guy there's, too. There's, there's, there's your friends that are cops. Do they ever tell you like, bro, we have a quarter to meet? Of course. And sometimes they might just be doing this thing to meet their quarters, messing, messing with people to try to see if they can find something on them. You know, so this is the thing about quote unquote quotas, right? Yeah, cops have quotas, right? But I also think that if the same thing keeps happening to the same person, <laughs> it's not about the quota. Maybe it's the person. <laughs> Yo, Aziz, I'm sorry. You are living in a reality that is just, uh, uh, that's just you. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, that, like, it's like, it, 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 yeah, I, I disagree with this you on this one. Aziz. Aziz. If the same Sometimes it's not personal. Person. No, it's not no. about the same person. It's about the same area. Same area? This about, is the part. Yes. No, this is the part where I say with all due respect. You are living a white man's dream right now. <laughs> what do you mean? You broke up. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear what he said. He said something about a white man's dream. No, no, no. Yeah, I, no said, I said, that, that's what I said. I, no, you, you live a white man's lifestyle. <laughs> what? <laughs> man, you keep trying you know, and trying and trying. That Wi-Fi is like negative. It's not happening to me is not real you know if i'm not seeing this in my immediate circle it's not real. it's just that, that that's just how it is and and you actually have a habit of doing this now that i think about it and i'm getting all i'm getting all hot for nothing oh, and you have a habit of doing that now that i think about it i'm getting all hot for nothing so that, i can that, imagine, that, that, all hot for nothing. I can only imagine what it's like when a cop pulled you over I why, can only imagine how you react. Why is it that way. why is it that we have to be a certain way so that nothing happens to us? Do you see like this is what I want you to understand? It's like you're saying this in a sense where like I have to carry my way, like I have to carry myself a certain way so that I don't create attention on me. Why? Why is it that I'm the only person, the only race that have to do that in order not to have attention on them? You know what I'm saying? Like that's where I'm stuck though. Like, why, why do it, I have to no, worry no, myself? Why, why, is it, why is it that when people, why can I speak my mind? Why is, why is it that, that when, when I black say somebody that feels like they're in danger and they gotta shoot me just because I had attitude? I, everybody has a bad day. Why is it that my bad day deserves death? Nobody said that though. Nobody that's literally that what you intend. That's what you were saying though. No, what but you were saying they, like, but Aziz, that's the thing. Aziz, Aziz, what you're saying is basically that. Look, if you act better, this won't happen. But then I'm yeah. saying, like, and okay, it's not okay. My, at, at the end of the day, all these things, I'm, I'm not getting pulled over because I yelled out something. For example, let's just, let me use my example, not to be self-centered, but I'm not, I'm not getting pulled over because Josh was talking too loud, okay? And the cop was like, you know what? Nigga alert, he talking too much, got to pull him over. Like, not, that's not what's happening, okay? If I'm, I'm getting pulled over for some odd reason, I'm, not, I'm, still, I'm, I'm still living without a charge, not cold work. Stays that way. I'm still living. I'm, I'm still living alive. 
but it doesn't change the fact that I'm getting harassed throughout the whole process. And that's the thing is you have Connors and Eric's and all whatever guys that go ahead and get pulled over because show up to Capitol Hill armed to the teeth and nothing happens. But yet, let somebody go ahead and say, look, I'm protesting so that I can have the same basic rights as you have. You know, it's thugs and whatnot that in the streets, you have people getting shot with cans, with, with things straight to their face. Like you look at, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You have a president saying that overpower the, the protesters. Not, 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 not trying to de-escalate the thing, but make sure you got the most power out of it. Mm. So you sound like a Twitter soundbite, bro. I'm, oh, wow. You sound like a person uh, that chooses to see the victimhood and not the solution to the problem. But what's the solution, though? Okay, that's, that, that's the part. I'm glad we got to that part. What do you think the solutions are? Because I feel like we're, we're so stuck on what's not going to right, now. but we're not talking about how, what hey. we're going to do to make it right. Wise man, okay, talk to us. No, let him give you the solutions. Let's just go ahead and give you the solutions. Give him the solutions. And, and I hope it's not going to be, you know, put yourself in a financial position to whatever, because we're talking about right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. What do we do right now? Uh, you too. You too, man. Right? So, so f- for starters, keep your mouth closed when you get pulled over, Josh, <laughs> because you have a problem see- with um, reacting emotionally yeah! everything. Oh, no, <laughs> that's what no, I said, no. though. Well, hold on now. Let's listen. Let's listen. Hold on. Let's listen. Okay. Let's listen to solutions. The second part is put yourself in a position where you're not the guy that's always being singled out. If you're always the guy that the cops are pulling over, maybe it's something that you're doing. It's not always the cops don't like me. There's people that are in this country just like you <laughs> that have never been pulled over before or that have been, or that have been pulled over and got warnings. I, I didn't say they don't like me. I mean, I just want to know. I didn't say they don't like me. I just want to know how do I how do I minimize for favor? Do I need to I, like? I, I want to know because every single time there's not a citation that I leave with. So I need to know how do I do that part? How do I do better? And how do we do better all so, so, so this is the thing. I don't have the context of your whole story, right? All the all I heard was you have multiple IDs from different states, which is kind of a red flag already. And you're driving this <laughs> car today, and you're driving that car tomorrow. And who knows you who knows what else you were doing in the car like bruh and then you have this emotional outburst these emotional outbursts and episodes that you do so i can only imagine what a cop would come to when he's stopping you even if he just wanted to just scan you scan your tags because maybe you're from out of state and your tags don't match what if you were do you speed my guy that's what i'm trying to tell you right now that's what i'm trying to tell you what you just said right there the ids IDs, if you move from state to state, you're supposed to be. Do you speed when you drive? Oh, yeah, yeah, I do speed. No, I do speed. No, 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 but that's the thing. No, that's the thing, though. The last time I got a speeding ticket, no, no. Last time I had, no, last time I had a speeding ticket, last time I had a speeding ticket was 2011. Okay. That was the last time I had a speeding ticket. Okay. And that's when you got to go. still, till this day, knock on wood again, ain't been nothing. Man, listen. Man, listen, fellas. This is all cute. Man, listen. Man, hold on. Now, listen. Man, listen. This is all cute and all. This is all cute and all. But we're running out of time. We're already at two hours, bro. So, listen. You guys let the people know your social handles because I'm about to shut this episode down right now. You guys Thank are just going to Like, for real. How can people reach you guys on social media, man? Bye. 
approver on Instagram. A P P R O V E R. We're gonna say Joshua K S. Um, yeah, that's all you get. Short and sweet, um, Sahas underscore, but I'm off the grid. Catch me when you can. <laughs> so I give it. Boss the boss <laughs> underscore the beast on uh, social handles. Uh, no social media for me, but um, I'm here. Catch me when you catch me. I connect and disconnect. And I just want to say for the record, not all white people are racist. <laughs> Mm. Bro, like, 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 why, why would you act like that? Why <laughs> would you do like that? Why, anyway, why you see? this thing. We're going to continue. Part two coming along. That's the thing. This is not about the ones that are not racist. Man. Uh, listen, bro. It was nice. I don't collect here on, on all social platforms. Um, shout out to Stuck in the Middle Podcast for empowering um, this episode. Uh, follow <laughs> Stuck in the Middle Podcast on all platforms, social platforms. Uh, this episode, again, is on all streaming platforms, man. You know what I mean? Help us, you know, help us you know, be on top by reviewing this podcast. You know what I mean? Give us five stars. Really appreciate it. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome. If this is the last episode you're going to listen, it's too bad. We still appreciate you. Anyways, this is one Central. And we Can you feel the fire now?